Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live on this Tuesday morning, February 28th, where the sun is shining in Fargo, North Dakota, and we are so thankful because we know all know what it feels like when it is 30 or 40 below, and it was not that long ago. <laughs> so we're excited this morning. I'm excited. I'm your host, Mark Holcraft, and I'm joined by a couple of guests in the studio um, that have had a, a pretty strong impact, actually, on a couple of my own kids through their experience of football at Shanley High School. And so we're excited to talk some, some sports and faith in sports this morning. I'm joined with Troy Mattern and Chris Allers, a couple of the coaches. Good morning, men. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, before we dive right in, though, let's start with prayer, and then we'll go in. I'm, I just, I'm excited about the content. I'm excited, really, to step back and listen to you guys talk and dive in and, and maybe give some of your secrets of what <laughs> happened uh, during the year, some of the success. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask for your Holy Spirit to guide our conversation. Please anoint our listeners' ears. Help us to listen with an attentiveness always seeking your plan, Lord, always seeking how you are at work and maybe sometimes the things that we take for granted each day. Blessed Mother, we ask for your intercession upon this morning's program, upon the lives of our guests and all of our listeners. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Excellent. So, uh, I'm joined by two of the coaches from Shanley. Troy Mattern is the head football coach for Shanley High School, who they had a wonderfully successful season. They ended up winning the state championship for North Dakota. Um, so, congratulations. I mean, you've heard it many times over, but I don't imagine it gets old. You're right, Mark. It doesn't get old. And again, <laughs> thanks for having us on. It's a good opportunity to, to share our story and share our success. Yeah. And we're, we're thankful for that. But yeah, you know, every fall's unique, every fall special, but anytime you can win a championship, um, these kids work so extremely hard. And uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it never gets old. And we're, we're appreciative of all the support we get from so many different people. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And we're joined, too, with Chris Allers. And Chris, please explain, what position of a coach are you with Shanley? Yeah, so I'm on the defensive staff. I, the safeties are the position group that I coach. Yep. Um, one of the things, the beautiful things that Coach uh, Mattern has really established is we've got 14 coaches on our staff. Yeah. And so we get so many eyes. We have seven on the defensive staff, seven on the offensive staff. And so... Um, we have a lot of eyes uh, during the game and practices really helping uh, focus in on, on the players and, and their responsibilities. So that, that stands out. You know, and I'm a pretty, um, I like to think I'm a pretty sports-minded guy. Mm -hmm. you know, and so you come in, I grew up in a family, my wife grew up in a family where we all played sports. Um, so it's kind of uh, an easy thing for our kids growing up. And you've come to know a couple of the kids and you'll probably come to know some of the kids coming down the, the line here. But it stood out to me right away because we're not, 
veterans at Shanley High School, if you will. We've, we've been there for now. No, this is our third year. First year as far as a couple of the kids going to school there. But seeing the number of coaches, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, coach to player ratio, not too bad. <laughs> you know, it stands out. But that, that does seem like it'd be part of the success, or at least part of the plan anyway. Yeah, and, and that is by design. You know, we kind of we coach like a college staff where every, every coach is specific to a position group. So not only when they're on that side of the ball, but when they're on the scout team or the other side or practice, you know, they're still coaching those kids. And, um, you know, high school kids, their attention span isn't very long, yeah, yeah. you know, and we want to maximize, you know, we want our coaches to be experts in that field and that position group. And I think it's made a huge difference. And, and I challenge these coaches, you know, week in and week out, I want your position group to be the best position group on our team. And if they have that that competition amongst themselves, it's going to make us better. And it really does push the kids. But probably more importantly is the, just the relationship building that these kids get with these coaches, you know, to have that figure there no matter what they need. And it might be stuff off the field too. You know, we really connect with our kids off the field just as much as we do on the field because, you know, high school is such an impressionable time for these kids. Yeah. And, and we want to make sure it's way beyond just the game of football. It's life. You know, whether they're in another sport, whether they're outside of football, we really want to connect with our kids and build those relationships that hopefully last a lifetime. So when those kids come back after they graduate, and we, we get to see it a lot, you know, those kids come back, give us a big hug and just thank them. Yeah. And, you know, we, we like to thank them for what they did for us because we, we ask a lot of our kids and the demand we put on them is, is a lot. So, you know, for them to come back and appreciate what we gave to them. We're as equal, the gratitude is equally you know, important to us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I completely believe it. Now, I mean, you said a word, and it may have bypassed some of our listeners' ears, but it's just something not to be taken for granted. You mentioned relationships on and off the field, right? And, and this is in the, in the football world. It could be, you know, we're in the middle of or getting toward the end of basketball season. It could be on and off the court. And then whatever sport, you know, pick and choose your battle. On and off, you know, the, the arena, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I start to see that connection of relationship equates ministry. And one of the things that blows me away about coaches, like, I mean, not to put a pressure on you, but you guys have a lot on you, not just because of the parents and the dads like me, <laughs> what's he doing out there, you know, but uh, a lot on you in, from the perspective of it, there are very few settings. I've been in youth ministry for over 20 years. There were very few settings that I saw where a young person was as captivated as whatever sport that they're involved in and the, the coach, you know, how much in a certain sense the, the, the authority that the coach has. And so when you talk relationship, in my ears, what I also heard was there's a kind of ministry that starts to formulate. You start to engage not only just the relationship. Can you start to say from both of you guys, both perspectives, because yeah, you're the head coach, Troy, Chris, you're an assistant coach, but the impact you have whether it's the specifics of the X's and O's on the field, but also like, like what you said off the field, can you speak more to some of that? Yeah, you know, you know, we're very fortunate to be at a Catholic school, you know, so we're able to, you know, talk our faith and, and live our faith through, you know, what those, it, we're just an extension of the classroom. You know, they obviously learn so much within the school day and, and for us to have an extension of, of that outside in the football field is good too. But just like, you know, when I'm trying to find good coaches, I'm also trying to find coaches that understand the Catholic values and all that. And that's why, you know, I'm glad we have Coach Allers on to do it because he does a, such a great job really connecting our kids to the extension of the classroom with some of the things he does with the Catholic faith. And um, yeah, it, it just it just solidifies those relationships that we've built to extend way beyond football. And I think when the kids look back and recollect on all the things that they did at Chanley High School, I think 
a lot of the things we do off the field to connect our Catholic faith to, to football is going to be, you know, those kids will understand it as they get older. Sometimes they don't understand it when they're in high school or in the moment, but when they come back and, and understand that foundation that they have, I see it in my own kids. You know, I have two kids that graduated from, from Shanley and when I come, you know, they come back from college, so you don't see them very often, but you can really feel that foundation is built in them which was established at high school. And for my son, it was, it was a big part of it was being part of our football program. Well, you see, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? You know, of course, I see you at the different events, you know, even in basketball season, and I see your son, I'm assuming you're referring to Cooper. Uh, he comes back, you know, and he's still helping out. He helps out, even, you know, he's busy with his own life, but he still helps out with whatever's going on at Shanley. Um, you see him saying hi to people, people going up to him to say hi to him after. And that's, you start to form kind of a, I think a positive culture and family, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. And I think you use that word culture, you know, we're big yeah. on that word, but not a lot of people understand what that word means. It's used a lot, but what does it mean? And what does it mean to a program? And, and a lot of it is, you know, when they do graduate is, is coming back and giving back. And we have a lot of kids that do that. And like, like we mentioned before on a Friday night game night, all the alumni that come back to our games and support us, you know, it's, it's really neat to see because they helped build what we're just, you know, living out and year Absolutely. in and year out. So, and it's fun to see it as a parent. You know, I'm, I mentioned earlier, I haven't been there very long, but we've been there long enough that we start to recognize some of the players who just graduated a year or two ago. And so you see them coming back to watch the games. You hear them comparing, you know, you know, my year, this, that, which is all good. I don't know how they wouldn't, um, but they're there to support them. And you see what they, what they're saying to the, the, uh, the students and the players, either who they played with or just not too far away. That's pretty, and that means a lot to the players. You can see it. Coach Allers, can you say more from your experience of that, that connection of ministry and relationships within the football setting? Well, I think one of the, you know, as, as Coach Mattern talked about, right, we, we are fortunate enough to be able to live our faith um, in what we do. Um, it isn't something that we have to do off the football field. It's how we do it on the football field. I mean, I think that's something that all of the coaches understand and they bring in their own unique way. I think that's the beautiful thing is that there aren't 13 coach Matterns on the team, right? Mm -hmm. There's not 13 coach, you know, 13 coach Allers, right? Everybody brings something special and unique. And it's really how we, you know, coach Mattern was talking about culture. It's how we show up. It's what we do in those moments where people are watching us that truly solidifies what our culture is. And so, um, Lot, many of those moments where we're having real intense conversations with the players, that's where it shows up, right? How do we start? How do we end? How do we finish? How do we treat each other? We want to push to be the best, you know, that we can be, but at the same time, right, not forget who we are and not try to be someone we're not. And so I think it's just a beautiful way, you know, uh, you know, Preach the gospel every day, and if necessary, use words. Um, and so I right. think that's that's what shows up in how we approach our team and how we set expectations and hold them accountable. So many things that we do is really aligns so much with what our faith and what Jesus asks of us as well. You know, I, both of you guys have alluded to certain things when it comes to teenagers. You know, you mentioned sometimes their attention span isn't always that long. And my first thought was this, same for us adults too sometimes. <laughs> but then do you mentioned, uh, Chris, you mentioned just the idea of let's not act like someone that we're not. And these are both, and those little characteristics and qualities can also very much be seen off the field. You know, and that's where I think um, it's so important that relationship building, because like you said, you you're both are going to be seeing them. 
in different settings, different settings than what's happening just on the football field. Uh, Coach Matter, we got just about two and a half minutes left before we take our first break, but um, it's standing out to me. I mean, you're coordinating 13 other coaches. There's 14 coaches all together. Um, how do you find time? Because you're kind of coaching and coordinating the coaches as well as coaching the players. Are you the primary offensive coordinator too for the team? I am, yeah. So how do you, how do you find time for that? How do you finagle that? Well, you know, when you, when you have a passion and a love for something, it's, it's pretty easy to do. And I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of long nights, yeah. you know, a lot of sleepless nights, but I, would, I wouldn't want it any other way. And, and like I mentioned before, if you come and watch what our kids do, you know, year long to get bigger, faster, stronger, or to prepare themselves for football, I, I think every coach would agree, we're going to do everything in our power so we don't let those kids down. You know, that's, that's really our, our motto is we, wanna, we want those kids to achieve you know, everything that they possibly can achieve based on, on what they have, because, you know, and obviously this last fall was, was indicative of that to be able to see them at the top of the mountain, celebrate a state championship. You can't do that every year and you can still have successful seasons, even if you don't win a state championship. And I know for some that's hard to believe, but uh, it's, it's the case, but, you know, and going back to that. So that's why you, you put, you surround yourself with good people. And, And, you know, I have, a lot of good people around me with, with like coach Aller says, they all bring different dynamics to our program, which makes it special and unique. And um, what they get out of these kids is truly amazing, you know, because we only have a roster of, you know, we're only about 60 kids, nine through 12, yeah. and we're playing against teams that have twice as many kids, you know, so we have to be unique in what we do. We have to be, you know, we have to do things that are a little bit different. And I think that's what makes us unique at Chanley and um, no doubt bringing that Catholic faith in, into it too is, is, special and unique as well. You know, a lot of our listeners, they're not blessed with the setting necessarily that their kids or the setting is at a Catholic school. You know, they're, a lot of our listeners, they're teachers or uh, faculty of public schools mm-hmm. too. And so um, both of you have referenced the blessing of being at a Catholic school and kind of a, there's, a, there's a freedom to pray. There's a freedom to, to speak your mind of the Catholic faith. Um, and I think maybe on the other side of the break, we can touch some of that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mark Holcraft. I'm your host this morning on Real Presence Live, and we're talking to Troy Mattern and Coach Chris Allers. Troy Mattern is the head coach of Shanley High School, and Chris Allers is one of the assistant coaches on the defensive side. Um, and we're having them on. They, they won the state championship for North Dakota, um, so it was, it was a very exciting moment for Shanley High School, very exciting moment for Shanley football. Um, But what's most intriguing is what these guys are trying to do, not just on the field, but off the field. So stay with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com 
so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60 degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. This is, I'm your host, Mark Holcraft, talking to Coach Troy Mattern and Coach Chris Allers, both coaches for football at Shanley High School. Uh, Shanley High School is the only Catholic high school in the Diocese of Fargo. It's one of four Catholic high schools throughout North Dakota. Um, some of the people might be remiss. Uh, or Hey, what about us in East Grand Forks? Grand Forks. So Sacred Heart East Grand Forks uh, is kind of considered the fifth high school, if you will, of North Dakota Catholic high school. Um, so there's not a lot of Catholic high schools throughout the state. And so there's almost a little extra uh, point of pride, hopefully not in a bad way. Because I think some of these other Catholic high schools, they're, they're voting for Shanley too. And I know there's a similar premise you know, in our history, if Shanley's been out of the picture, you almost find yourself, at least I find myself almost voting for St. Mary's or Bishop Ryan. Should we, you know, maybe we don't tell them that out loud, you know, but there's a certain little bit that camaraderie, you know, trying to uh, support them and support those efforts, support the overall effort of what Catholic high schools are trying to do. Um, there's a thing at Shanley High School in the football that's called Testimony Tuesday. And mm-hmm. Coach Ollers, I want to come back to that in a minute, but I think... I got so excited to jump right in. I really didn't even ask about you guys. <laughs> so, uh, Troy, we'll start with you first. Can you just tell us, tell your listen, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm married to my uh, middle school sweetheart. You know, we've been married for 22 years. We have four kids, um, twins, Cooper and Lydia. They graduated from Shanley High School in 2021. So they're off at, uh, my son's at Concordia playing football there, and my daughter's at St. Ben's. And then I have a freshman, Jax, um, at, at Shanley High School. And then my daughter, Eileen, is a sixth grader at Sacred Heart Middle School. So, you know, we've been through the system. Um, it's crazy to believe, but I'll be starting my 25th year of coaching this fall. Um, wow. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long, as my age doesn't reflect that, it seems like. But uh, so it, it's been, you know, football has been a big part of my life. You know, it's been, it's been a good ride. I, I started, I played baseball at UND. From there, I went to Richfield High School down in the Twin Cities, coached there five years. And then I, when Coach Feeney came back and took the South job, I joined his staff in 2004. And I coached in, uh, with him until 2010 when he moved over to Moorhead. And okay. I took over at South. I was at South as a head coach for uh, six seasons. And then that's when I moved to Shanley. And at Shanley, I'll be starting my seventh, fall, or seventh season this fall. So you've been coaching, though, for 25 years, longer than you've been married. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. When you think, when you look back and how fast it goes and you know, everybody tells you that when you're younger and it's true. You know, what might be crazier is you just said you married your middle school sweetheart. You said your youngest, Eileen, is sixth grade middle school. She might be meeting her yeah, middle school you're sweetheart. Right. Believe me, I think of that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no doubt about it. It's crazy to think that, but that's, yeah. that's a true story. That's way cool, though. Yeah. You don't hear that very often. Nope, took her off the playground at recess. There you go. <laughs> here we are that many years later. Yep, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my wife and I are not middle school sweethearts. We're high school <laughs> sweethearts. Um, we've been together as a couple for... 27 years, 20s. Yeah. I'll get, she'll tell me I got the math wrong, but that's fine. Uh, but we've been married for, uh, it'll be 23 years. Uh, this summer we'll be married for 23 years. We have five kids. Uh, Madison's our oldest. She's a freshman up at UND and Cameron is a junior who was on the team, uh, the championship team this past fall. And then Matthew's a seventh grader at sacred heart. Abigail's a sixth grader at sacred heart. And then Michael is a third grader at uh, nativity. And so that's, uh, for me, um, I'm actually an engine software engineering manager. I work for Microsoft. I've okay. worked for Microsoft. Now, uh, this will be my, also my 23rd year. Uh, I'll celebrate my 23rd year anniversary at Microsoft. Um, so I'm not a, a life coach or, you know, coach quite like Troy. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting started. Um, but the way I got started is I was a FM athletics coach. You know, I was a dad. Um, and this junior class, we start, I started coaching them in fourth grade with uh, Chris Meyer and Chad Stark and Ed Mitchell and a few other names that I'll forget. And they'll tell me later <laughs> that I forgot their name. Yeah. Um, but when uh, Cameron got to be a freshman uh, the summer before, I reached out to Coach Mattern and, and kind of made a decision that I think I'd like to continue coaching at the high school level. I had never done it before. And, and Coach was gracious, gracious enough to allow me to volunteer. Um, to be a coach. And so I've, uh, I've done three years of volunteering and helping out and um, I've loved it. I've, I've really, really enjoyed the relationships, getting to know the players better, really um, taking some of the management things and leadership things that I use in parenting and at work and be able to apply that to a sport as well. And there's so much overlap between all three of those. Um, it's a really beautiful thing. And of course, my, my faith as well. Yeah. Now, thanks be to God. It's so good. It's so good. And both you guys, um, what stood out to me in that brief bio for each of you, thank you both for your witness in marriage. 22 years for you, Troy, 23 years for you, Chris. Um, that's more and more unusual. And we know that. Um, so thanks for that witness of that, because that's the stuff that the players do see, you know, maybe not right away, not in the, the two weeks, two a days, <laughs> you know, in the <laughs> summer, they're not thinking about that. But as some of the, the, the early, I don't want to just say facade, but maybe those early expectations start to wash away. They start to want to know, okay, what are these guys about? And certain things start to stand out, you know, uh, for better or worse. And so uh, this is a for better thing. Um, and in so many ways that has been, I think, the experience, uh, at least for our boys uh, in playing football. And I'm very thankful for you guys' witness uh, in that. So speaking of witness... Um, there's a thing at Shanley High School for football called Testimony Tuesday. And uh, do I understand right, Coach Allard, you kind of take the lead on that? Is that right? Uh, coach Mattern, one of the things he does really great as a head coach is he delegates. So I, this was delegated to me. Well, he was just shaking his head as in, yes, you take it. So can you, can you say more about what Testimony Tuesday is? Absolutely. So this is something that started uh, two seasons ago. Um, and Coach Mattern just approached me and said, hey, how do we, how do we bring faith into our, as part of our team 
on a regular basis. And, and he, so he, he coined the term Testimonial Tuesday. We do it on Tuesdays after practice. And it's just a time of five to 10 minutes. Um, it usually probably gets closer to 10 minutes at the end of practice where um, I'm given the opportunity to um, share something with the team. Uh, it might be something that from either the Sunday's readings, the daily readings, uh, something I saw on social media, something I prayed or discerned about, uh, something that the coaches are like, hey, we're really thinking about this. But it really is meant to be tailored to what we're doing that week. What are we facing that week? You know, what, is, what about our opponent? And, and we do this through fall camp and, and the like. And so it's really just an opportunity to maybe look at, the, look at the Bible, look at the Gospels, look at our catechism, look at um, other, you know, uh, epistles and, and things that we see throughout the school and, and really apply that maybe in a different way. Um, I, I, listening to you, Chris, it made me think of, um, you know, I grew up in California and we lived pretty close to, maybe you guys have heard of De La Salle High School. Mm. You know, they became very well known because they had this incredible win streak of over 150 games. Um, and so uh, a couple of my siblings were like an acquaintance, if you will, with Bob Latticeer, who was the coach. It sounds like that's taken right out of some of his playbook, you know, and, and I pun intended. Right? Right, yeah. um, but I mean, if success breeds success in a certain sense, especially like when it's rooted in faith, because I think a lot of people, one of the question marks is, well, how do you define success? You know, and, and Mother Teresa has, I think, one of the more profound definitions of success in that when she refers to success, she actually says uh, success maybe isn't the question is, more about our faithfulness and obedience and so what's going to come out of that act of faithfulness and obedience you're as men you guys are recognizing the value and the gift of faith um certainly you're putting it out there at some point these young men got to just latch onto it Mm -hmm. they got they got to have the buy-in so to say right they're gonna okay i'm gonna put my trust in the coach that they must know what they're talking about and in a certain sense they're acting in faith in you both as men and and I think that's where that, that witness or Testimony Tuesday, if it's Sunday readings, if it's digging into scripture, if it's digging into an inspirational story, uh, whatever it is, that's inviting them uh, to, to play, really teaching them not only to allow faith to penetrate and um, be integrated into how they play, but also um, for them to be engaged in football, to, to learn how to play too with some heart, mm-hmm. you know, can you say a little bit as, as coaches, what do you do or how do you see that? When, when do you see kind of that almost aha moment when a player is just, yep, they're in. They, they, they're engaged and not just they're engaged, they get it, they know the X's and O's, but they're going to play with heart. And now you got a different kind of player. You know, I, I think one thing that I think we all talk about is, is as soon as you become a, a, a player-led program rather than a coach-led program, that's when you know it. And I, and I think we're there. You know, our players feed off of each other. You know, our seniors and juniors, you know, they run our program. And, and our freshmen, when they come in, even our junior high kids in the weight room, they see what our kids do to have the success that they're having. So we don't even have to say a lot anymore. You know, we're just kind of facilitators of the program because our kids truly do run it. And back to Coach Aller's uh, testimony of Tuesday, he allows the kids to share too. So the last, you know, five, 10 minutes is, is the kids coming in front, up in front of the team and talking about what Coach Aller's just talked about. And, and I, I look back at when I was that age, 
to go in front of my peers and talk about what, you know, faith and God and, and all that, that, that's probably something I couldn't do. So the power of our kids being able to do that in front of their, in, in front of their peers, in front of their teammates, that tells me right there that, you know, we're doing things right because they, they're able to talk, you know, about that and that connection that they have with God, you know, in front of their teammates and what it means to them and what this program means to them. And I think that's when, that's when you know you're doing something right as, as coaches. Well, I think there's something very important about that. You know, I remember, and this isn't unusual at Shanley by any means. I think it's almost at every school when a, a class of seniors graduates, it can be a little bit of a scary thing because we lose what we're familiar with. You know, and so I remember two years ago, there was a little bit of a, a sense of, um, oh man, we're losing all these players that were kind of the, the studs of the team. I don't think we're going to be as good next year. And then, and the, and the, you know, a year goes by, you see the incoming seniors start to take their place, start to step up in leadership. Okay, maybe something's developing here. You know, but like you said earlier, Coach Mattern, and that um, how one class is kind of leading the way for the other classes to come in, whether it's just from seniors to juniors or that upper class to lower classmen, um, even the junior hires come in and they do, they set a tone. Um, we got to take a break here in just a minute. This is really flying by. Um, stay with us on Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Mark Holcraft. And we're going to actually still have Troy Mattern and Chris Allers with us. They're going to stay with us for a few more minutes after the break. And then my wife, Meredith Holcraft, is going to join us to offer some perspective from a different sport. She has the experience of coaching in uh, volleyball and refing volleyball and being a college athlete in volleyball. And so all kinds of sporting experiences about to fill the studio here in Fargo. So stay with us, Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Um, If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Mark Holcraft, and we're joined by two guests in the Fargo studio, Troy Mattern and Chris Allers. Troy Mattern being the head coach for Shanley High School football. Chris Allers, one of the coaches, one of the many assistants. And Chris, over the break, you were just saying, um, and I liked how you put it, um, one of the things you really want to even emphasize or come back to is the group of men at the end of the season is not the same group of men at the beginning of the season. Can you say more about that? Yeah, and it's one of those things where you talking, you were talking about you know when the senior class leaves, like what, what is the, the void and and I, and I don't know that uh, we really look at it that way. We, we understand that the team that we, the team that we start next fall with, they're not the defending champions. That, like, that was that team. That was the team before. Maybe Shanley, the school, right, we have that championship. But this team has yet to decide who they're going to be you know, sure. next yeah. fall. And so, uh, Coach Mattern, how do you, your years, almost 25 years, how have you saw that as well? No, I think you're spot on. You know, every season is a new season. And I think um, when, when you look at your kids, you know, when they start growing up in North Dakota, their goal is to play in the Fargo Dome, to play in the Dakota Bowl. You know, I've been, I've been fortunate to coach in 11 of them, you know, and win seven of them. So 
my my goal as a coach and and looking at our coaching staff we have a coaching staff that has participated in a lot of dakota bowls too and that had a lot of success not only as a coach but when they were playing so what what are we doing as a staff to allow those kids the opportunity to have a chance to get to the fargo dome you know it, it takes a special run to get there and it's not going to happen every year but like I always tell people, we want to be in the conversation. Every time a new season starts, we want to be in that conversation with the best of the best. And, and that was a big reason why we decided to move up to the big class. You know, We want to challenge our team, our program, to be at the highest level of football, even though we don't have a lot of kids. And I think our kids have embraced that. But we want to challenge them and give them the opportunity to have success at the highest level and hopefully have the opportunity to play in the Dakota Bowl you know, because that's been their dream ever since they've been start FM athletics in fourth grade. So how do you do that? You, you create a, you know, a blueprint and you have that mission, you have that vision, and then you, you surround yourself with, with good guys, good coaches like we have that can help, help send that message to the kids. Well, and that's, um, I'm thinking of the, the network wide right now, you know, because in, in North Dakota it is, it's, it's at the Fargo Dome, you know, that's where you want to play. And remember when I lived in Minnesota, it was, if you could play in the Metro Dome, yeah, right. okay, I'm dating yeah. myself right now, right? But you know, if you could play in uh, wherever the state championship for football is now, and is it is it in Target Field or U.S. Bank? Is it U.S. Yep. Bank where they yep. play that? Yep. And so, um, and in South Dakota, it's, it's same deal. You know, um, we have a lot of listeners that are tied in the Sioux Falls and O'Gorman High School, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of fun to see. I think you guys scrimmaged them last summer, uh, which I thought was a cool thing. I'm processing the real presence radio world. You know, mm -hmm. as I'm watching the the football game or the, just the scrimmage, but in South Dakota, similar thing. You know, they all know where they want to end at the end of the season. They know where they want to be playing uh, at the end of the season. And I, I, I agree. You know, you're raising the bar, you know. And it's amazing how young people are willing to step up. They're willing to jump on board and, and hit that bar if you provide that for them. So you talk about success. And I think in a positive sense, you're bringing in all this experience with these coaches that have had that experience of not only playing in the game, but coaching in the game. Can you say, uh, Troy, can you say a little bit more? You said you, you've had the opportunity in 25 years of coaching, of coaching in 11 state title games and having one in seven of those. Mm -hmm. uh, can you say more about that? Because that's even um, some of those years were when you were head coach at uh, South High School, mm -hmm. right? So what were the things that um, stayed the same, if you will, as far as the goals you set? And what were some of the things that changed as far as the setting? You know, that's a good question. And, and sometimes you just don't have an answer to that. You just, it seems like when, when you're, when you have an established program and you got the right coaches in place and you got the right, you know, you know, all stakeholders, whether it's parents, whether it's administration, you know, there's so much involved into running a successful program. And, and it's important that you have all those stakeholders and you allow those stakeholders to do their job. Um, so it goes back, it really goes back to that culture that we talked about earlier and establishing that culture and, and making sure you're a player-led program. Because if, if as coaches, we're still telling the kids to do X, Y, and Z every day, you're not gonna have success. And it takes a lot for, for to get high school kids to buy in, to connect, to a true a true team aspect, you know. Yeah. I think if if you look across our board, we've had a lot of successful athletes go through our program, and and they'll be the first to tell you that they wouldn't be there without their coaches and teammates. And that's what makes me feel good. You know, it's not I I I. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that I always do is is we get a lot of exposure for our program, and and when our kids are on TV or they're getting, you know, interviewed, you know, I really listen to those interviews, and it it really does come out what that culture and team means to them because our kids really talk about we, you know, we and team and you'll yeah. never hear the word I, which I think means a lot to me as the head coach 
yeah. you know, those kids understand what, that they can never do this alone. I can never do it alone. And you, what do you do? You surround yourself with good people. And, um, you know, football isn't just show up in August and let's get ready for that first game. You know, football is truly a 12-month. All sports now are yeah. a 12-month. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's uh, X's and O's, whether it's in, you know, huddle and learning the game. Um, we spend a lot of time with these kids preparing for a football season. So um, we spend a lot of time. We're spending a lot more time with them than we are with our families. So the sacrifice that our families are making, our wives that are making, you know, is is attributed to, you know, there's a lot going on there. And we're, we're very appreciative as coaches to for all those people to allow us to do what we do, which is our passion of football. Yeah, and that, and that I think that's part of the you know the the word we're using is success, um, but it seems so much more than just success. You know, when the wives are making their sacrifices, um, I saw your wives; they were very invested in the mm -hmm. games, right? Yeah. Uh, they're very present, very engaged. Um, they're in in their own way, they're they're assistants in the crowd, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which I thought was beautiful to see that to see how they were engaged. Um, very positive, very, very positive for the whole, I think, Shanley environment being, being in the, 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 the wow, the different, mm -hmm. uh, the bleachers and whatnot. I want to go back to something, Coach Matter, you just said, um, you coached a number of years at South High School. Um, the different setting that is at South High School versus at Shanley, you know, being a Catholic school, usually there's, there should be a greater freedom, right, to talk about your faith, mm -hmm. even talk about even particular Catholic items. I've done a lot of ministry going into public schools. You're not usually allowed to initiate, but you can usually respond. You know, students can, speaking of student-led, students can engage and initiate conversation about faith. Um, but there's pretty strong guidelines, whereas adults, you know, you're quote-unquote not supposed to. How did you navigate that at South High School? Yeah, you know, it, it's, a, it's funny you say that because when I was at South, my kids were growing up through the Catholic system. And, and there was some jealousy there because they were able to have and do all the things that they wanted to do that I wanted to do in my program. But 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 we really tied into FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, Nate Safe does a great job across the state of North Dakota. And our strength coach at the time, Dick Henderson, he was very involved in FCA. So we would tie it in through that way. And, you know, so you're still making a connection, but not nearly what we're able to do at Shanley, you know, and just, yeah. you know, because like I said earlier, we're just an extension of the classroom at Shanley. You know, what they're learning at Mass, what they're learning in religion class, what they're learning throughout the day, what they're learning at Sundays, you know, because most of our families are going to be in Mass on Sundays. And, um, you know, so we're just an extension of that. So we're able to tie it in a lot more here at Shanley than we were at South. But no doubt it's important. You know, there's a... I loved my time at South. There's a lot of great families at South that are strong. Absolutely, we have a lot of you strong bet. Catholics, you, you know, bet. at South High, and um, so their 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 foundation. Fargo is such a great community, and and the foundation of all of our kids is is really, you know, it's got that those Midwest values, and it's uh, it's really cool to see no matter what school you're. We're we're very fortunate to live in the metro that we do. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, it is very much there's a there's a northern Midwest thing, um, and me coming from California. I experienced it pretty quickly within the first couple of years. Just there's a, there's a kind of humility. Um, and, and maybe it's a literal thing, you know, it's of the earth. Humility comes from the Latin word humus of the earth. And we're tilling the soil here. You know, it is. It's, it's, there's a humble uh, nature about it. And I pray that we don't lose it. <laughs> I pray that we don't lose it. Uh, Coach Allers, any final thoughts? We have just a few minutes before our next break already. Any final thoughts from you in regards to not just uh, faith in sports, faith in coaching. Sure. Um, 
you know, I, I think you, you, we talked about ministry and we talked about how we show up. And, and for me, what really came to mind was 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. And it, and it reads, what is Apollos after all? And what is Paul? Ministers through whom we became believers, just as the Lord assigned each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. Therefore, neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who causes the growth. And, and for me, that's what we do, right? We, we plant, we water, we provide the right opportunity for God and the Holy Spirit to really work in these, in these boys' lives, in these kids' lives. And, you know, I have no, um, I, I think for me, like when I get to heaven, if I get to heaven, I pray I get yep, to heaven. God willing. <laughs> God willing. Um, God can show me the harvest of what has been done over the course of my life because I know that I won't ever see it. Yeah. There's so much that happens that we do and we, we impact these uh, players' lives. So um, I pray I get to see that someday, um, however that comes. Um, but I, I, that's the way I truly think about how we coach. And it, again, winning the game, awesome, fun, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, um, but there's a lot of more important things. And I would be remiss, my players would, would be remiss if I didn't... Uh, uh, I'll close out with a, do your best and let God do the rest. Um, it's kind of a saying that I've used as to close out each one of my testimonial Tuesdays. Coach Madden was kind enough to actually put it on the shirts, nice. yeah. uh, this yeah. year's shirts that we had. Um, and that's kind of a, a rally cry, if you will. So every time I talk to a player, congratulate them, wish them the best. It always ends with do your best and let God do the rest. Well, it certainly ties into the scripture you just quoted, right? I mean, we, we do our best by planting the seed and watering, and then we let God do the rest. Uh, and that applies to everything we do. Coach Modern, any final words from you? You know, Shanley Deacon's a deacon to be a servant leader, and I think that's what we all strive to do. And day in and day out, whether it's on the football field or in life, um, I think we take that to heart. And, you know, I challenge everyone out there to, to be a servant, you know, to be a leader, to give back, to where you can and how you can. And it, I think it just makes the world a better place. Absolutely. Um, well, and again, do your best and let God do the rest, exactly, right? Even yeah. as a servant leader, um, couldn't have said it better myself. You guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Real Presence Live. Um, uh, on the other side of the break, stay with us because we're going to talk to another coach in a different setting. We're going to have a few minutes with Meredith Holcraft and then past the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by another coach from Rapid City, Wayne Sullivan, who also coached with some success and letting faith lead the way. And so there's definitely a sports theme, sports and faith that's uh, penetrating through this morning's uh, program. We're very excited. And then our last guest would be a gentleman, Lance Nielsen, not somewhat sports related, but tying in retreats and ministry, especially ministering to young people, um, which is what these men this morning have been doing through football as well. Uh, Troy, Chris, we're very thankful. Thank you, guys. Stay with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 